Are we doing two pods back to back? Yeah, you want to do that, or do you, you just want to do one later this week? We Can we do? do one, yeah, like, yeah, we could probably do one tomorrow sometime for sure. Yeah, that would that would be great. Yeah, if you could do tomorrow, so we'll just um, I sent you the breakdown. So if you could just do that one tomorrow, because I'm shooting like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, but uh, perfect. Yeah, we'll just record tomorrow and then put us right back on track. Yeah, 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 yeah. Welcome back, everybody. Most awesome and brand Anna sports podcast coming at you as we always do. And we have a dynamite episode 225 for your eardrums. Guys, do us a favor. Please subscribe. Leave five stars. Tell a friend. Shoot us an email at it may be sportspodcast at gmail.com. I am Brandana. With me, as always, a Yankee Doodle Dandy. Most awesome. What's up? All right. My sparklers are lit for the audience that aren't watching on yeah. YouTube. I'm trying to get a YouTube channel going so we can we can display this. <laughs> you are. Okay. Yeah. For us, like a like a Yeah. We, okay, we, well, why not show them our beautiful faces while we're recording and saying absurd things? It feels like we're not using everything that's in our arsenal. You're right. It's just like we have these faces. Right. We should share them. Why are we keeping right. them a secret with just the voices? Yeah, exactly. Everyone knows the beautiful voices now. Yes. Right. The, the average faces that come along with it. <laughs> have you ever done that? Like you've listened to somebody for like a really long time and you finally see what they look like and it just kind of like fucks it up a little bit. And you're just like, oh, that's yeah. not how I picture. Like I remember like Colin Cowherd. I listened to him for a long time before I actually like saw what he looked like. And I was just like, that is not what that voice looks like. Yeah, exactly. There's, there's definitely. I'm trying to think of that. Although sometimes you get, sometimes you go the other direction where you get like a Carson Daly, where you like listen, you've heard him on the radio, and then you see him like VJ style, and you're like, what's yeah. this dashing guy all about? Yeah. Why aren't you a bigger star? <laughs> yeah, you should have started your YouTube channel a while ago. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, what's your go-to? So, was I know we check in once a year. Like, what we've been doing this for a while, so all the holidays are going to have the same questions. But yes, yes, the avid listeners need to know what's the um. I guess you're living at a new place now since the last Fourth of July. What's the, what's the city ordinance? What's the setup? Are we lighting sparklers in the driveway? Are we just like, are we lighting snakes? What's going on? Interesting, because I googled it last night because I, <laughs> I thought some people were out of pocket with their uh, oh, their you almost you, you almost had to go sheriff, had to go enforce. Yeah, it. exactly. <laughs> so, so we we just got back. So there's no real like plans because we were just on a big old week long vacation. So fireworks stuff we'll, we'll try and figure out some stuff for tomorrow on the actual fourth but everyone's everyone's run a little ragged as they say um but yeah like definitely we're in indiana so people love shooting off fireworks mm-hmm. and so there is like a like a state ordinance it's like somewhere in the latter part of june like june like 29th or 30th you start opening up a can of firecrackers let them let them sang <laughs> and then uh, and then um and then shortly after the fourth like well not shortly i think it's like july 9th i think they let it go to so they, they let it go on for a long time but you're supposed to cut it out and where we live at 10 p.m which it doesn't get dark until like nine so that's a real tight hour window of fireworks display but somebody last night was going to about 11 30 we're all tired yeah we're trying to, i'm trying to watch stranger things not trying to have my kid come down and see Vecna in the middle of the night. Then then everyone's night's ruined. Not yeah, happening. Yes. That's a good point too, like with the kids trying to sleep too, like in like the family neighborhood. Like I tell like someplace in New York, like Bushwick, 
they don't give a fuck. Like I'm walking right down the street and just like in front of a bodega, there's just like missiles going off and Roman candles. And I was just like, I don't, and cops just cruise and buy, I guess, bigger fish to fry. Fair enough. And I'm just like, ain't no way this is legal. Right, <laughs> like, right. This is that this cannot be. It is. It's such a fireworks are such like a tale of two ages, right? When you're young and in your twenties, yeah. you're like, yeah, let's get the Roman candles. Let's get some bottle rockets and let's just go open fire in the middle of the streets. Now today, the 40 year old grump that I am, it's like, I don't what, why do we need to do this? Can we just do it on all in one night and be done with it? How many more times do you need to get excited about fireworks on like June 30th? Who needs it? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it is like one of the first signs of just like financial maturity. Yes. Is like when you start to get like 14 or 15, and you're just like, do I really want to spend like this 25 bucks on like these fireworks? They're just going to like go like away in like seconds. Or like, is there something that I can spend my money on? Oh, you said fourteen. That's a bit. That's a tad early for me. Little. Uh, I was like, <laughs> I was like, I love seeing stuff blow up. Yeah. Well, so, I guess there was the blow up. Yeah, because I think I think around fourteen or whatever, like thirteen, you graduate to the. You don't want like anything to be like pretty anymore. Like you just want bottle rockets. You just want like the cherry bombs, like whatever those are. Yes. You want explosions. I want. I want a little like nervous excitement happening because I'm like I. I could have blown my hand off right there. That's what I'm yeah. looking for. Exactly, and you guys got an M80 of a podcast cut up for you, an exclusion of content. Guys, we're doing rip from the headline. We're doing NBA free agency. We're going to do Mavsplanation. We're going to talk about Bobby Bonilla Day. If you guys haven't heard about this, we'll break it down. It is a fascinating situation. Going to hit the inbox. Got some there. Going to catch up. Neapolitan Showdown. We're doing worst things to happen when you're already late. Brandana Gambling Corner, we're going to look at the NBA 2022-23 championship odds. And we're going to finish with, as we always do, with our MVP of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, you're our power. It starts now. Extra, extra, read all about it. I'm talking front page story all over the world. It shook up men, women, boys, and girls. The headlines there. If you want to be rich, then you better make sure that you got your shit. Oh, come on. All right, bro. We're from the headline, NBA free agency. Why do we talk about that this week, brother? Man, because, did we get every year, I'm like, ah, what's what's going to happen in this year? A couple moves, a yeah. couple, basically just guys just re-signing, and then we get a few bombs dropped on us here, B. Yeah, what is that? I mean, because it's kind of hard to, you can't really predict the landscape, because just like, like we always talk about, like going into like our third or fourth, like really concrete year, the player empowerment era, where it's just like, you know, it can be you sign that five year extension in a year. And now we're talking about like and I know it'll come up, but Bradley Beal like signs the max deal or whatever, like the five year for um, two fifty one. Yeah, five year for two fifty one. And by no means does that mean he's playing for the Wizards. Right. Yes. Yeah, we don't have we don't have to get into yet, but it's I think it's what you're saying. Like there's no way to forecast what's going down. So I think we should start with probably the biggest domino that could shake everything else back up. And that's uh that's three nights ago, three days ago with Kevin Durant requesting a trade from the nest. Is this a surprise to you? Uh, I mean, it's not entirely surprising. I mean, if we, if, if we thought about it with the kind of the way that the nets finished the playoffs, you know, the lack of, uh, seemingly on, uh, you know, from what we've seen, like kind of Ben Simmons, we don't know if he even, is he going to play? Is he going to be a real contributor? What's, what's the story with that? You know, the deal with Kyrie Irving, um, you know, that whole situation souring with the Nets. Now, you know, 
they're the Nets are trying to figure out, hey, we're going to have to rebuild around Kevin Durant. And Kevin Durant's like, I, I don't think I want to be a part of this anymore. I want to go. So I'm I'm requesting a trade and, and you know, <laughs> you guys, you got, I'll either hold out or you guys will trade me. So break down the just kind of percentage of pie. Like how much is this like Nets ownership? How much of it is, you know, like, like maybe a Ben Simmons attitude of not wanting to come back and get and play in the playoffs. Like how much of it is Kyrie Irvin like want to separate himself from that tornado? Ooh. I mean, man, I guess what I... we really want to know is this. Like, I, I guess even to simplify it, I would like to hear your kind of percentage breakdown. But maybe if you want to do more in depth, it's just like is Kevin Durant trying to get away from Kyrie Irving? I think <clears throat> I think that's kind of where I think that's where it, where it's at. I think I would put like maybe 49% of the, that there because I think he Kevin Durant is looking at because he, he said something interesting via text a few days ago basically it was like those who know me like know the work I put in yeah like in the, the gym those locked in the gym with gym me, with me. yeah exactly and so I think that that kind of spoke a, you could maybe angle that to like a is that a knock on Kyrie? Like, is Kyrie like a hundred percent interested in practicing and showing up, and playing, and and doing what he needs to do to be the best all time? Sometimes I think Kyrie, there's other bigger things that he's you know worried about. We go back to the 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 bubble, you know, playoff series where he wanted to sit and not play any more basketball. So, does you know when 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 guys are we've talked about this before with like Kobe and things like that when guys are surrounded by other guys that maybe don't necessarily um, appreciate the work or put in the work the way that they do, uh, these superstars do, that maybe they're like, all right, well, it's time for me to move on. I think Kevin Durant, you know, is a guy that's like, I don't know if these guys are willing to put in the work the same way that I want to here in Brooklyn. So I'm not going to be the, you know, I'm not going to play out my last few years on a non-competitive team because I think it's like, it's like 57 percent of their cap is invested in Kyrie and Ben Simmons and Kevin Durant so it's like if you're not if those two guys aren't going to be here or like even be worth playing then I gotta go you know so you think it was shots fired on just like hey like my teammates aren't showing up so I can't do this by myself I don't think it's shots fired I think it's more of a mindset of like where he's at like you can't question me and if I would look at it, maybe he, maybe I could extrapolate that. Maybe things have soured a little bit between him and Kyrie because is Kyrie, we know from a gameplay perspective, he's on the same level. But is he, is he interested in doing the work all the time, or is he going to be one of those guys that shows up maybe an hour before practice, and it, you know it might be once a week that he's doing that, or he just is rolling out and like I'm better than everybody else by and large when I show up uh, and, and, you know, I think this last season where he missed, like, I think Kyrie's missed like almost 50% of his games as a net. Yeah. Has there been a bigger, just NBA free agency disaster than the Brooklyn Nets project? Yeah. I mean, a lot of people brought, you know, the, uh, the shades of the, the Boston Celtics trade, right. Where they brought in, Paul Pierce and, and Kevin Garnett, you know, back in like after they won the title, I think it was like 2011 or 2010. Drink everybody because I don't know. Oh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, after they won from the Celtics, so they brought them in there. And then Paul that was Pierce, such a funny trade, too. Like it was almost just like it's not even like copycat league. It was just like, hey, this worked for this yeah. team in the past. So let's 
we're gonna try to run this just like three years later and see if we can get the same luck. Yeah, just... and it was it was such a great deal for the Celtics too. And it was almost like, well, you guys are buying on the the low end, or you're buying on the high end of what you're paying. Like these guys aren't gonna have much more in the tank, you know, after four years. It's not like you're gonna be able to recreate that. So uh there's that. I mean, there's there's definitely like um I think kind of like post um Houston Rockets after their run bringing in like Barkley and Scottie Pippen and things like that you might kind of look at that from from back in the the later 90s but yeah I mean we we really haven't seen you know like big it's almost like a, so yes yeah, it's like the big I mean since what like the Miami Heat or whatever like this idea of constructive right. big three and taking your swing which has been kind of thing and it's just like I don't know if we've seen like a team that had been in like you know the top top three like finals odds like not be able to win a playoff series in three years right um did they win one last year uh, maybe they, maybe they did two years ago I think. Yeah. yeah 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 they but still but either way like no eastern conference finals you know what i mean and no real cohesion when they're there um definitely not dominating the 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 game the way that we thought it was all going to shake out i mean i just remember when we were talking you know a few years ago with um you know the Kyrie and durant spurning the knicks for it right i mean almost yeah you think the knicks are kind of like oh well thank goodness we dodged that bullet because we were literally talking like it's over for the knicks the knicks are the it's a nets town now brooklyn all the way this is going to be the thing and here we are and it's all kind of, you know, everyone has like misgivings about how it all went down and everyone's requesting trades. I mean, they, 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 they mortgaged a lot to get fucking Harden and then he, they quickly jettisoned him to the 76ers. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's, man, it's, it's such a weird, it's such a weird situation. And I don't know who, like, who, who's that first, like, negative domino to fall in this you know who's the one that's like all right you're the one that you know fired the first shot across the bow or didn't didn't do what they needed to do and it's easy probably to blame Kyrie because he didn't play that many games for them um but but you know at the same token Kevin Durant like he's willing to cut bait when it's not in his favor too so I'm not sure yeah I think it's almost like I mean Kyrie for sure because I think you know, it'd be hard to separate, like, which was the domino. Like, was it Kyrie or was it Harden? It seems like Kyrie's lack of presence, actually, just day-to-day of playing games, gave Harden the excuse he needed to not try, and then it just all kind of fucking crumbled underneath Durant. Right. So, so let's, we'll look at the... It's so funny now, right? Because we talked about how specific the situation had to be for Durant, who's been, you know, he busted with his burner accounts or whatever, but just kind of openly, like, has that emotion on, like, why you know was it received how he wanted to be after getting that golden state chip and just kind of like him so it's it like his landing spot has to be so specific right so let's talk about him and then we'll yeah. talk about like what's up for the nets and the future of them because i can't imagine like the nets just putting fucking ben simmons on a poster and be like buy some season tickets like that's <laughs> that's gonna be a fucking right. tough hang um but yeah right because it was just like he wanted to do it himself uh, and we'll talk about all the teams like you know and there's something interesting i heard also it's just you know, some people talking about like could he be back to Oklahoma City and bringing that a chip, but that, you know, I, this isn't mine. I heard it on uh, I think like the Ryan Rosillo podcast or whatever. But it's a good point. It was just like, you know, that's what 
that was LeBron's thing, right? And so there's just all these little shadows that it seems like Durant absolutely wants to avoid, which starts just limiting his options as it goes down this. Uh, right now, the odds for where Kevin Durant lands is the Phoenix Suns at the top spot at minus 165. Toronto Raptors crawling up a lot over the past like three days uh miami used to be up there but i think you'll point out why miami's not up there when we get into it but they're uh, toronto plus 400 brooklyn uh staying there in third place at plus 850 uh, miami at plus 950 and then chicago running it out at um 10 to 1. um kind of go down these five teams for me real fast let me know why it could happen or why it probably won't happen let's just start from the bottom chicago bulls um it you know it 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 probably won't happen because I think truthfully in order to make it, you know, they've got some young, good young guys, you know, Pat Williams, Kobe white, they've got some names and some salaries, but ultimately I think like the biggest piece of the puzzle is, is they're not going to, you know, the, the, the nets are probably not going to want to take a DeMar DeRozan back. They're probably going to want to want a Zach Levine. And then at that point, if you're the, if you're the bulls, why are you, why are you doing that? If you could, put Zach Levine with a Kevin Durant and some of the other young guys that they've got on their roster. Um, that is something that now becomes a little bit more palatable. I just don't know. I just don't know if, you know, DeMar DeRozan or, or, you know, or Vucevic is going to be enough to like make the deal for the Nets. So that's why I think it's kind of low. I think, I think they'd want a, a guy like Zach Levine. And if you're the bulls, you're trying to add, Kevin Durant to Zach Levine and to be, you know, to be really lethal. Okay. So jumping up to Miami right now, uh, this was, I believe Durant was as quoted to, or at least sources said that he had two teams on his list and it was the Phoenix Suns and the Miami Heat. Uh, why is the Heat unlikely to happen? Heat's unlikely to happen just because they don't, they've got a lot of salaries that could work, but they don't have some big name players like unlike the bulls where i named a couple guys who are like all right these these guys are all-star level guys you really have you know um you know you've got bam Adebayo and you you've got uh jimmy butler well they're not going to trade jimmy butler and because of the rule in the cba uh which states that you cannot acquire two players that are on their uh, designated rookie extension so the nets have currently ben simmons that is on their rookie extension from that they, the 70s, that they acquired. So that they acquired you, in a trade. Okay, so if you put a play on rookie extension, you can still acquire another one. You just can't acquire two. Correct. Yes. Okay, got it. And so, looking at the Miami roster right now, there. Oh, and is, sorry, and sorry. What what exactly is the rookie extension? So basically, after that first, after your first four year deal, right? If you're first round pick, uh, you get basically a a four-year deal well it's two years and then two-year team options and then they can you can get like um like a a max deal essentially like a, a rookie extension of like um you know john morant and uh zion and darius garland all just signed theirs right so depending on when you're drafted what year but basically it's like a max deal you know everything in the nba is very structured so you then have this mac max extension right that you're signing as a rookie uh and it's a way for teams to you know hold on to their to their players right there's probably more specifics in there but that's you know the macro yeah. perspective of it sure um so miami did that with bam on at a bio so bam makes 30 million dollars he's an all-star and uh you know a good young player 
um, on his rookie extension. And so now we can't do that unless the Nets find another team to bring on a Ben Simmons, right? Yeah. So this is where it gets increasingly complicated because you got to find a team that's willing to take on this, you know, essentially broken asset of Ben Simmons for them to get Kevin Durant to Miami. So that's where I think it's becoming increasingly, you know, low. Cause I think early on Miami and, and the Suns, if you were to look at those betting numbers, they probably would have been the top two, but then everyone started looking at the rules and going, it gets a little bit more complicated. Yeah. And I guess it's to prevent like just one team stockpiling kind of like cheaper, like, amazing rookies that are obviously going to get like super max deals and stuff and not just like getting like three or four kind of getting the, the rookie break. Exactly. Right. Uh, okay. So third place is Brooklyn. We've already talked about that. Mm-hmm. I guess that would just be, I mean, we could just hit this highlight real fast. If the Nets just refuse to trade him, I mean, do you picture Durant just sitting? Yeah. I mean, this, this would be real interesting, right. For them to, for him to do that, to basically, have an injury year and now he is let's see 33 34 somewhere in there so it's like now we're kind of on the back back end of our our career a little bit in terms of you know uh, how long are we going to be the dominant player and really you know have the ability to um you know control 33 uh have the ability to control the game the way he does now so does he want to lose a year and then, you know, come back at it at 34. I don't know. I, yeah. But man, he'd be he'd be really fighting to to. We we'd see a hell of a load management coming out of Kevin Durant <laughs> if he was forced to play for sure. Um. All right. Then we got Toronto in the second spot right now. That's been kind of the the team creeping up the fastest at plus 400. Why why yeah. does this fit make sense? So, so obviously Nick Nurse is a fantastic coach right there. Uh, still in the East, and they've got a lot of young, good pieces. You've got Siakam, Van Van Vliet, uh, Gary Trent Jr., who they just signed as a free agent. Um, you know, they've got Rookie of the Year, Scotty Barnes. They've got a couple young pieces in it, and I think that, by and large, I don't know all of their, their draft picks, but I think they've held on to most of their draft picks um, and have a few, um, you know, available to them. So, uh, so this is a clean trade and probably the reason why it slid up for the simple fact that they don't need to bring another team in there. They can make a very good offer with young players, exciting players that you could kind of want to build around or be, you know, like you were saying, the Nets could sit there and sell season tickets on. Hey, we've got rookie of the year, Scotty Barnes, Fred Van Vliet, and a couple other pieces to the puzzle. Plus we got, you know, four or five draft picks, which I think now that's kind of the going market for what Kevin Durant is going to bring. Um, so let's, let's do this, right? Let's, let's just go team for team. We don't need to bring anyone else into the mix, but this is how we can get it done. Uh, and the Phoenix Suns in the top spot, a little surprised to me just because like we talked about just how, you know, mercurial, I guess is a nice way to put Kevin Durant can be about the team he goes to. It just seems weird that he'd hop onto another team that was so close to getting a chip, but it seems like the favorite. Why is the Suns a good fit? Well, we know that there's got a little, you know, DeAndre Ayton's got a little dismay, right, and going on there. It doesn't feel valued, and he still is a young asset. Again, teams can build around, you know, his profile. But I think in order for this to happen, 
they this is a team that they do need to bring in um they need they do need to bring in a third team to make this all work just from the money perspective oh really okay yeah um bobby marks who's a kind of the espn cap guy had a nice little segment on there where he talked about you know indiana brooklyn and phoenix all has a nice little deal where they can ship eight into indiana brooklyn gets you know miles turner and a couple pieces and uh you know and phoenix can send you know like a cam johnson maybe a mikhail bridges a couple of those guys in there picks du jour and now you've got three teams that all have a little something to gain right nets get some young assets out of it the the pacers now get a, a young star if you will and deandre Ayton, something they can build around and then you pair uh you don't have to include devin booker in the deal and then so you pair booker chris paul um and then you know kevin durant who's who's done it before um to your point earlier is this the deal is this the team though that like defines kevin durant as the yeah. team that's like hey now i've shown that i'm the best player in the world and i could take it you know this is a team that lost in the finals and lost in the conference finals you know do if he wins with them, does that is that enough to sit there and say, well, yes, you're the you're the missing link. Draymond Green was on his podcast saying, hey, Kevin Durant was absolutely the bus driver doing those back to backs. He said he didn't think they'd win in those those Cavs series, um, you know, 100 percent of the way. So now if he goes there, does this, does this add a little bit more credence to what Kevin Durant believes in his heart? Yeah, exactly. It's just kind of like it's. It's like this go kart that's already across the finish line, and you're just kind of like it's so close. You can just kind of hop in the back seat. Like it, it doesn't feel exactly like that Golden State thing, but it feels pretty damn close. And yeah. what it doesn't feel close to is what we are all getting the impression that Kevin Durant needs, and that was to take a team that didn't wasn't really having any postseason success and putting them on the map as the number one guy. And this is still going to have a feeling of, you know. Um, Devin Booker and Chris Paul like getting it super close and they're adding the Suns already have this this unit and they're adding the missing piece which is Kevin Durant as opposed to the other way around which I, I just don't I don't know if he's over that I don't know if like he's just got to get out of Brooklyn it's like what makes the most sense so I'm not losing like another two or three years like kind of going down the wrong path like maybe there's just a little maturity there where it's just like at the end of the day like I just want to be on a good team and I want to win chips and this looks like a fit yeah I do think that there's some dark horses looming in there. Uh, you mentioned Toronto, Memphis, and Dallas also have some, you know, creative things that they can do. And Memphis young star. would be a lot of fun. Memphis would be an unbelievably fun thing. They're they're already at a point where they're going to have they're kind of in that OKC, you know, with uh, Westbrook, Harden, and Durant early stages of like, all right, we've got all these guys, we've got these young guys, Desmond Bain jaron jackson jr obviously john morant like we can't eventually pay all of these guys we're gonna have to figure out something so that's that's something where that would be a very exciting team and now that would be you know hey we've got one superstar we're adding another would this be a team that's like all right if they win then we can sit there and go all right well definitely kevin durant is like the best player in the game or one of the best players in the game of all time yeah. Does, does that solidify just because they didn't go to the finals or the Yeah, it's almost finals? like, yeah, to me, it's almost just like he took these young guys and he led them to the promised land. Now, granted, like, you know, like six years from now when, like, 
you know, John Morant's winning back-to-back MVPs or whatever, <laughs> like we might look back and be like, oh, like how much was it Durant? But I think right. I think it's a hell of a lot closer just for his own ego than the Phoenix Sun situation would be. Yeah, and so that's for those for that. I you know that's one of those things when you're looking at this, it's like how much do we weigh Kevin Durant's perspective on like how he wants to be, like how does he want to be seen? We know he doesn't care, or at least he's told us he doesn't care. But we know he really kind of does care. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, would he sit there and ultimately, if it came down to it, it's like, hey, we need you to sign off. Essentially, this is the deal. This is the best deal. Otherwise, it's not going to happen. Does he sit there and go, well, fuck? I don't know if I want to go through the fucking ringer again on going to a Phoenix Suns team where they're just going to call me another, you know, hopping on the old bandwagon again. And God forbid they don't win. Then it's then, you know, the the, almost puts the fucking nail in my coffin. I'm one Chris Paul injury away from it not happening again. Yeah. I mean, does the Brooklyn Nets situation affect how you have Kevin Durant, like on your all time player rankings? I mean, it, ha- it has to, right? Because if he did, like, if he made it to a conference finals, you know, like somewhere in the span of three years, like, then at least you'd be like, all right, this is, and it's kind of unfair, but it is the pressure that he deserves, you know, being the best player, like, debatably in the league for, you know, like the past three or four years, maybe not counting like this year. So it's just like, you do need to see that. And we don't have that from him. I mean, the closest thing would be probably obviously not counting the golden state thing but his oklahoma city runs but then you look at those and it's still like you know it's a it's a james harden before like chubby like club james harden and then you also have you know like um russell westbrook when he's actually kind of still playing team ball yeah um no it's yeah it's such a it's such a tightrope walk for durant and his legacy like it's just one of those things where i don't think you would almost think if you if you really cared because even that's the thing like boston's on there on that list boston's got a thing but would you even want to go if they were just in the finals you know and it's like you're, yeah. you're in that same you're in that same pack again yeah that's interesting okay well uh we'll move on from kevin durant real fast but if you could put him on any team just you know put the numbers aside just the most fun because i think we're both we're both durant fans for sure yeah. like where where'd you where'd you put him i mean memphis i think is the the most fun i think yeah. i think it would be interesting to see like his seriousness, right, as we've perceived him uh, as, oh, I, when I said seriousness, Siri popped up, so I'm not. I'm, oh, seriousness, uh, okay. Siri's recording. Like, you said seriousness, it's just like a zany picture of like Durant making funny faces popped up. Siri, if you had anything, you'd fucking do that. <laughs> no, but like, it'd be a great mixture of like Jaws, like youthful exuberance and like the way that they play and how fun they are to watch mixed with like a guy that for all we've heard loves the work shows up works harder than anyone takes it really fucking seriously um obviously can have a little fun too but we haven't seen that kind of like side of kevin durant so would it be a little like fountain of youth i think that that would be like for me that would be the best like reese's peanut butter like peanut butter cup mixture right like give me my chocolate give me my peanut butter boom here they are together nba title you're exactly right. That's what I want to see. You know, like I want to, I want to see the rookie coming in or uh, the young guy coming to his own. Like, you know, for me on Booker, like I'm a little out on Booker. I think we both talked about this. Like um, yeah. who's who's the Boston guy? Um, Jason, Jason Tatum. Tatum. Like a little out on them until they pop up. Like 
it's just uh, John Morant feels like in that sweet spot. And it just, I, I think, you know, like you said, like I reinvigorate Kevin Durant on just kind of this, you know, the beginning of the back nine of his career. So, yeah, I think we see eye to eye on that. Um, real fast, let's talk about the Rudy Gobert deal. They this pay way a, too much for this? What's this up? Is, whoa, what is this going is, on? This is us drunk at Vegas at the ATM trying to <laughs> fucking get it back. Right? What well, I don't I don't know what the T Wolves are doing. This is like money, money has no value, picks have no value. It's just like there's another twenty. There's another. Yeah, it's a wild trade. So for those that are living under a rock, Utah sent Rudy Gobert to the Timberwolves, which already have Carl Anthony Towns, who they also signed for a four-year $224 million deal. And Rudy Gobert is on a four-year, I think, $200 million deal. Uh, so now they have, there's only been three centers ever to get a $200 million deal. And now the T-Wolves have two of them on their roster. So the, keep this in mind. So I'm interested to find out who they're moving after. But then they trade, the, the Wolves send for Rudy Go- Gobert, uh, Malik Beasley, Pat Beverly, on his move again. Uh, Walker Kessler, who they just recently drafted. Jared Vanderbilt and uh, Balermo, uh, uh, an international player that they have. Plus, uh, picks in uh, 2023, 2025, and 2027, and then and top five protected in 2029. So, man, they really value fucking Rudy Gilbert and what he does. This is like a one one-way player? Yeah, I mean, he is a singularly defensive stopper. Now, he's unbelievable as a defensive stopper, but sure. is he worth this for Carl, you know, to like, uh, let me, yeah, like all, partner with Carl Anthony Towns? Yeah, if you get, and I mean, even Cat is like questionable on just kind of like what level he can actually rise to. Like, do either of these teams win a playoff series next year? Um, do either of these teams win a playoff series? I mean, I think Utah probably does, right? I mean, they have it. They have the better shot. Well, shit. I mean, I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I, yeah, <laughs> I would say Utah. I would think. I mean, just I just don't. I, yeah, I don't think I've seen any bigger, splashier, four first rounds involved lateral moves in my life. <laughs> it's just been like. It's so headlines, and you're reading the headline, and you're just like, oh, this should mean something. And then when you just kind of really boil everything down, it's just like neither one of these teams are going to be relevant at all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel bad for, like, T-Wolves fans, which felt like they had something brewing with, you know, Anthony Edwards and D'Angelo Russell, maybe not the best, and Carl Anthony Towns. Like, they definitely felt like they were a piece away from, you know, kind of figuring it out. But... I don't think Rudy Gobert is that piece. Like, I don't think they were like, "Hey, we need a rim protector, defensive stopper at 200 milli to do that." I, I, you yeah. know, I don't think they need that. They could have gone after Chris, you know, Boucher out of uh, the Toronto Raptors and paid a fat fraction of the cost and probably got something very similar in in Rudy Gobert. Okay, let's wrap up real fast. I want to talk about where Kyrie Irving is going to land. Do you still picture him playing for the Nets? No, well, I think right now, right now, there's been a lot of chatter. You want to hear the odds real fast? As for him playing the Nets, yeah, sure. No, just like yeah, just like his kind of. We'll do uh, the plus one thousand up, so his top five as well. Um, so starting from the bottom, the Heat at plus a thousand, Clippers no. at plus eight hundred, Mavs, Mavericks at plus five fifty, 
staying at the Nets plus 425. The odds on favorite Lakers minus 125. Yeah. I mean, because right now they, they're they sitting at the Lakers got West Brooks um, deal, you know, and then uh, they probably could throw in something else and basically just do a swap. I don't know if they have no picks to, to trade, but I mean, they could if the Nets just wanted to say, hey, we have Russell Westbrook and we can just we could just do this deal and another young player, a couple of young players that they got. Um, so that makes sense. But I mean, I, uh, I mean, unless you just, if you're the Nets and you're just like, fuck it, I just want Kyrie off my, my team. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, but why, let me ask you this, like if I'm the Nets, right. And I'm, I'm looking at this and I've, you know, the, there's definitely was a schism between him and Steve Nash for sure. Like what would I want to be willing to like, Hey, this is the team you want. So I'm going to send you here. Like, I'm not aware that he has like a no trade clause. Yeah, I, yeah, I always wondered like when that, like where that line in the sand is like teams kind of doing players that are trying to get on their way out. It's like doing them a solid. Yeah. I, I don't understand this. I'm like, I, you want to go to the Lakers? It's probably the last team that I'm going to, I'd rather fucking just sit on you and you, not play or play half the time or just ruin your brand and be like, look, like, I mean, I, but also like, I feel like if you're the Nets, if you have like, you have, you have first count insight on the most like selfish empowered Kyrie Irving. And you're just like, people don't realize the love. Like, it's kind of like the Antonio Brown thing, right? (laughs) Like Mike Toplin being able to cover that up. It's just like, you guys think, you know, how much of a time bomb this guy is. You guys don't know shit. And it's just like, you know what? Best of luck to you, Lakers. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it could be right. I mean, and at least you know, at least we, we from everything we've heard, Westbrook is a, like an awesome teammate. Like he's a really good guy, really good teammate. So, just on that, maybe you're like, well, fuck it. Here you go. This is what you wanted, because you're. I I, I always forget about the way that it ended in Boston and the vitriol that the Boston fans have for Kyrie. Now it could just be Boston. I chalked that up. But like now I, I'm so very excited to see once they move on from Kyrie, like like you said, all those like, you know, self-centered Kyrie stories that are going to start trickling out of Boston. Like you had no idea what this guy was like. Like, I feel yeah. like we're coming for that. And, you know, if you're a Lakers organization, are you just banking that that LeBron can keep him in check the way he did in in Cleveland? You know, I don't know if that's possible. I want to see it. I'm interested. Yeah. Um, all right, let's get into Mavs explanation real fast. Bobby Bonilla Day. Bobby, Bobby Bonilla Day, July 1st. Bobby Bonilla. Bo, 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 bo. Bobby. What Bobby, is... Bobby. Bobby. Bobby Bonilla. <laughs> Bobby Bonilla, baby. <laughs> Love ourselves and be. Uh, what is this? I looked it up. You want to tell, tell the listeners? Yeah, yeah. Bobby Bonilla Day. It's been going on since, I think, 2011. Uh, basically what it was is that the Mets way back in the day wanted to buy out Bobby Bonilla out of his last little bit of a deal mm-hmm. uh, and then struck a deal where they said, hey, we'll, we'll pay you basically like $1.2 million for 25 years starting in, I think, 2011. And then, uh, you know, we're going to take that, I think it was like five or $6 million that they were going to, you yeah. know, and so uh, we're going to take that. We're going to invest it. This is the Wilpons that got bamboozled by uh, a frenemy of the pod. No, definitely enemy of the pod. Uh, one Bernie Madoff. Oh, yeah. They had a lot of their money invested. So they thought Bernie's going to make it rain. Going to get a major return on this six milli. 
And then, uh, yeah, no problem, Bobby. We'll we'll, we'll pay you uh, basically $28 million because we're going to get so many returns off this six now. Yep. $5.9 million is what was owed. And at the end of the day, he's going to cash his total checks, which uh, he finishes cashing when he's 72 years old in 2035. The Mets would have paid him $29.8 million on the $5.9 million they owed. Yeah. Fantastic so that's return. Bobby Bonilla Day. If you're wondering what Bobby Bonilla thinks of this, it is what you think he thinks of it. He <laughs> thinks it's fucking awesome. <laughs> At an interview, people text him. He said he gets more text on Bobby Bonilla Day than he does his birthday. Like he right. is a huge, huge <laughs> that's fan. So of this. funny. That's so, so funny. It's hilarious. Yeah. So you know, Major League Baseball has done a thing, and in fact, NBA have done it where they they buy players out, right? You know, mm-hmm. and uh, they pay him. I, I was looking down a list. There's several players, but Ken Griffey Jr., uh, Manny Ramirez, uh, Brett Saberhagen with the Mets. That's actually how they figured this deal out. Brett Saberhagen was the first Met player that they did this to for a 25 year swing, but that was only, I think, 250K a year that they were paying him. So, um, yeah, man, I mean, so so here's the question. So, this is like the the what is it the popeye was it tuesday what was that guy i'll gladly if you give me a hamburger today i'll gladly pay you <laughs> double tomorrow right this oh is yeah, that, yeah like what's that yeah. wimpy wimpy what's that guy's <laughs> I name don't, i don't remember but yeah, yeah okay um but this is that model right so all right brandana yeah so i owe you six milli uh-huh. today mm-hmm. right it's due but i say hey if you can hold out for 11 years I will pay you 1.2 for the next 25. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just like you just, this is going over into Brandana finance haven, <laughs> but yeah, right. it's um, yeah. You just do the math. It's just like the, the return on the money, like the return on investment. Like if for sure if that return is going to be higher than, you know, any, if it's as high as like, a super aggressive portfolio you have, but it's like, it's guaranteed. Like, you know, it's not, not even the same as investment. You're just deferring to get some interest rate. It's just like, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely take this. The only time you don't take this, maybe you're in like a Latrell Sprewell situation where it's like, I can't wait. I can't wait for that money. I need this money now. You know what I mean? Like when Latrell was like, you know, there, I think they're offering like 10 million bucks. He's like, I got kids to feed. It's like, yeah, that's crazy. Latrell, that's crazy, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, definitely the idea would be to be in a position to be able to delay that, do anything you can to take that deal. So if you get by Benia offering a work, take it, (laughs) take that out. Um, all right. Jumping into the inbox, old balls. Um, do you have any predictions of substantial NBA players that will retire at the end of the season? Who will you miss the most? We got anybody retiring? Uh, I mean, like, is Chris I mean, Paul whispering about it? I don't think so. I haven't heard anything about it. I mean, definitely, like, it would seem to me like Andre Gudala. I don't know if that would, you would like count that as like a major mm-hmm. thing. Like, no, I, I don't. I don't know if there's anybody that's that's out there that's going to really retire that I think would 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 capture, you know, much uh, much thought. Even Haslam, Udonis Haslam, I think is signing up for his twentieth season with the Heat. So, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think so. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I mean, it's kind of a young league. What's like our next big retirements? 
uh, LeBron's the next biggest. Yeah. Right. CP3 is probably on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carmelo was almost dead. Now he's he's risen again, so he's back. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Man, we are we are super young, right? It doesn't seem like what it's LeBron and then KD. Right. Yeah, Kevin Durant's up there. I mean, that's the thing is, is like anyone else that's leaving is was kind of already on their way out, or is you know is. Yeah, it even, it even kind of feels like Chris Paul has retired. I know he hasn't, but it still feels like a little like it's not it's it's not like, you know, the Shaq tour that he did at the end. But it kind right. of feels like, you know, still not the same thing, but making it work like on kind of this last one as he tries to grab the chip. Yeah, I think I think the next one there after is just like a like a Steph Curry. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that next yeah. class, like that would be like, oh, shit, he's retiring. That would feel like monumental what about Draymond? Draymond's can't can't have that many more years in the league <laughs> old old gray gray goatee Draymond. <laughs> right it's just like all of a sudden he lost out of that weight and then all the gray hair showed up and it's, yeah, it's, it's crazy like, it's crazy how you get aged like that just a distinguished technical a distinguished thrown <laughs> out um all right bueller a student in excelsior springs missouri was just recognized to have perfect attendance from kindergarten all the way through high school, Whoa. which is approximately 2,600 days. Is this an incredible achievement or dumb as fuck? All right. <laughs> um, that's from emailer of the pod. Uh, I think shots fired because this is yeah. kids from Missouri. I think I think it's I think it's solid. Like here's the thing, like kids don't realize this the older i get i don't have kids i have nieces and nephews oh um actually nephew listener of the pod wanted to give you a shout out he want to say hi to most awesome what's up just a little for them <laughs> i'll learn back there it is what's up yeah. uh yeah i think showing up i mean that's one of the big life lessons right like you're told it's young you don't realize kind of yes. the power of it but just like show up where you're supposed to be and that's just like you know it's like 75 percent of the battle 100 percent. yes I, yeah you're you're right. This is a good early life lesson. Perfect attendance, twenty six hundred days. Um, and here's the thing: like, if I think about all the days that I like, uh, that I skip school, not one of them was really all that productive. I didn't really get anything. I don't have any like crazy memories. All productive? <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't skip school and like build a treehouse or anything. Like there was right. reasons like skip school. Right, right, right. Yeah. Well, I, there was senior skip day. Did he? Did he not go out on senior skip? Day? I bet he didn't. I bet you. I mean, you got this tree going. Like people, it's kind of like a no hitter. Yeah. People start whispering about it like your sophomore year of high school. Yeah. <laughs> like, everyone's you know, calling like, you fucking Iron Iron Man. Yeah. Like you know, bunch fucking of, Cal Ripken. Yeah. Bunch of fucking close calls and stuff. Just like <laughs> gotta get oh, to school shit. to get the attention. Yeah. Although with COVID, are we giving this a little asterisk, right? I mean, mm. yeah. Now we're logging into your Zoom classes. Now we're right. now we're really getting nitpicky. Yeah, but to are. your to your earlier more inspirational point, yes, it is part of the deal. It's like just show up, man. Like be there, be present. Like you know, yeah. You don't just have to battle. I like it. I, I'm I mean, like I'm the, for this. I'm this kid's yeah, a smart kid. For this, this kid's going awesome. Burr, 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 burr. Little, burr, 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 we'll do a little burr. mid mid pod MVP. Yeah, that's that's how awesome we. Think I, it I'm is. wanting to see what this kid does. Don't fucking fail us and start working at Little it. Caesars. I know, just something like that. You're the pod, just as like, your you only gig. You can work at Little Caesars. Just don't make it your career. Yeah, that's Little Caesar streak. Um, all right, how you doing, Mike? I didn't know what this email was. I'm gonna read it to you. I've never heard of this. I hope okay. we don't need more context. Okay. 
but here it is. Hey, most awesome. Why are linebacker positions named the Mike, the Sam, and the Will? Do you know what gotcha. this is? Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Didn't. So, so Mike is your middle Mike, middle linebacker. Mm-hmm. Your Will is your weak side linebacker, and Sam is your strong side linebacker. So, depending on the formation, right, of where they are, this is your your Mike, your Will, and your Sam. Okay. So they didn't want to go with middle, strong, and weak. Still one syllable words. So I'm not I'm not seeing the efficiency. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not Maybe. seeing the code either, because if this is common knowledge, then then yes, you're not doing. It. Uh, yeah, I don't know where the, I don't know wh- I don't know why they 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 did that. I wonder if it is like. Maybe not to get it like confused with terminology, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, or to get it confused with like audibles or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know who who defined it, but I do know that's what they are. That's what they stand for. Good. Well, I'm I do know this. That. I figure. I know, buddy. You nailed it. You know. Thanks. They, so, yeah, I didn't need to breathe more into the question. You did what you showed up to do, and that was answer that question. <laughs> right. Uh, all right, Neil Potts and Showdown, bring us to the jam. So let's leave it alone, because we can't see eye to eye. There ain't no good guy, there ain't no bad guy. There's only you and me, and we just disagree. All right, Neapolitan Showdown, worst things to happen when you're late. Okay, so this was, obviously you can make this wide open because it's just like, all right, name any shitty thing that happened. And if you're late, like that happening too, it's just like, oh, like, yeah, like, you know, like I fall off a ladder and break my leg. It's just like, yeah, if you're late and that happened, that would suck. So it's kind of (laughs) like, I don't lean in a little bit towards, you know, things that, you know, that you're already kind of, maybe drive you crazy personally when it's up. I do want, let's get into this. Sure. Let's, let's get into in this right here. You and I both punctual dudes. Yep. Try to be both. Yeah. We both like to spread, spread the word of being on time matters much like our boy or girl in Excelsior Springs, Missouri, like attendance, perfect attendance. I'm going to yep. assume that meant perfect punctuality also. Yeah. 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 yeah you, you, know don't get, you don't, yeah, you don't get, you don't get credit if you show up, yeah, in like fifth twenty minutes period, later, you're like, day. "Oh, hey, I'm, I'm here, yeah, guys. Count it. Don't don't Please. bamboozle us. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna count it. Uh, what what I'm not in for is if you're late and you show up with a fucking coffee in your hand. Yes, this you shit this will drive before. me. F- okay, this has already been covered on the pod. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. you Sorry, got this. No, no, or it could been sure. in life, but either way, yes. Let's do it back out. Uh, all you're saying is just like fuck all you guys in your schedule, right? I'm marching to be on my own job. Already was I late, and it's also like I had to get. You know what? If you're late, you don't deserve a coffee. Like this you don't get it. You should get up earlier and get the coffee down. All right. So okay, we covered that. Here's here's a little thing. What if I did this? Yeah. What if I got them to timestamp my coffee? So what if it's like I had like a 10 a.m. call time? I got my coffee at 8 a.m. and I'm a I'm I, I'm a slow sipper. I like to nurse my coffee. Yeah. Like I'm strolling in here and I go, hey. 820 coffee uh-huh did not 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 happen we're not getting that because no no okay actually like the fact that you even took more time to have them time stamp it makes me hate you more like that's actually <laughs> the fact that you're spending more brain power trying to outthink this way you can be late with your coffee as opposed to just fucking being on time like good point makes me want to get back on 
whatever like staff me up and find a replacement. This is why people are like, hey, if you're if you spend all that criminal energy in there, you could be a productive citizen. It's it, that's that thing is what you're saying. <laughs> that's it. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Do that, and it's also like you don't need to text me about like traffic's bad. I'm gonna assume traffic's bad. I don't like. I just we're all playing with the same deck of cards. We're all playing in the same environment when we're going to the same place of work. Like I just. I'm never late. And mapping has gotten so efficient now. It tells you if you're like, it's pretty spot on. If right. I'm going to be three minutes late, ain't no way that I can bury the needle getting there to, to make up that three minutes. I'm just going to be three minutes late. It's so on point, like the map thing. Like if the Google map tells me it's going to take me like nine minutes to get downstairs, I'm going to assume like I'm going to trip on a stair and sprain my ankle. Like right. the Google map knows more than I do. Google, what's it's up with like, my stairwell? What's yeah. going on? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going to happen in this nine minutes it takes me to get downstairs, but that's how much I trust it. Like something's going to go down. Okay, but well, sure. we're talking about like we're running behind. Let's get back. I'll get us yep. back on task. We're running behind. The thing that annoys us the most. So here's here's what it is, and I remember this from my college days. Um, worst thing that happened when you're already late, this is – kind of going off of it but the worst thing is not being able to take a shower not be able like i'm a big Ooh. proponent of look good too. feel good yes and so if you're running behind you're not able to get in the shower not able to like get that hair under control then you look insane all day and it's just kind of like an all-day reminder that mm. like you started behind the eight ball on this day like people see you you're already late you look kind of disheveled on top of being late not a good look but it's unavoidable you even just go dunk your head in the underneath the faucet well, that's, that's that a question thing. too like you have different levels of late too right, right. is it just like is a 20 minute 20 minute late and a 40 minute late is that kind of equal to the same late right you know like as, like how far is like as soon as you get past that like seven eight minute marker are you like fuck it let's just go for the half hour like might as well just take the shower now to right. at least like take a little bit more late time but i'm already late so might as well fucking lean into it so the whole thing about being late is is you're never that cow like unless you're a sociopath like you're never that callous to like oh shit i'm late well i might as well just make it 30 minutes let me just get my shower in i'll let them know i'm gonna be third running 30 minutes behind you know what i mean yeah. like i think every time that at least for me i wake up i'm like oh shit i'm fucking late and i'm like let's go let's minimize the late yeah maybe i'm just there exactly. a minute late no one even notices yeah i might stink to high heaven but i'll be there at 1001 every minute yeah every minute becomes valuable like you can feel every minute of your chest like yes you know a four minute like walk to an elevator and all the way up to the off like has never taken so long like you feel like For every sure. second of that four minutes and there's there's something to, there's there's a differences in lates too there's a, a a late when you wake up your alarm or you just slept through your alarm or whatever that's the worst late feeling that there ever is i yeah. I, I can't think there is a, anything else and then there's a late where like i'm on a conference call that i can't get off and then I'm late to another like conference yeah. call or meeting like that. It's like, sorry, I'm busy. You know what I'm saying? Like I can't, yeah. they were running long. I can't hop off. I, you know, but anyways, like, so there's, there's degrees of late. So if you're yeah. in that, if you're in that thing, if I'm waking up, then I, I'm, I, every minute counts. I can't, I can't just go fuck it. Let's I'll be just 30 minutes late. So I'm, I'm missing the shower and that's, that stinks. Yeah. I feel like what's your bottom spot. Um, my late is wasn't necessarily like work or, or related, but I'm, I'm trying to get somewhere and then, and I just put girlfriend or spouse wants to have like a talk or any talk 
or any sort of discussion in anything. I always feel like this happens quite a lot where I'm running to get, and maybe it might be podcasting, who knows? Yeah. Um, but it's like, all right, I'm trying to get out and I'm trying to go. And all of a sudden mm-hmm. you want to tell me something that sometimes it could be a serious conversation. And I'm like, yeah. I got a podcast. I, I think we podcast. should see other people. It's just right. like, ah, I ain't got time for this right now. <laughs> right, right. Fine. You start looking. <laughs> I got to go. Um, but yeah, it's like, I always feel like the worst time is when somebody needs to tell you something and you're running late. Like I've had this where I've had to run out. Like I'm, I got to leave this minute now to get on time. And somebody's like trying to ask me a question about work. And I'm kind of like, I don't even have time to fucking stop you from stopping me. I got to be like, I can't talk. Yeah. And it's just like, you see me walking out the door. Now's not the time. You know what I mean? Like that to me is always like, I fucking hate that thing. Yeah, that's really good. That ties in my number two also. So I'll go with that. But it's just like, uh, it's the phone call that shifts from what the actual subject was. Like, it should be like a quick call. It's just like, hey, just like checking about this. And it's just like, oh, well, let me like, you know, it's just like, oh, actually, you know, we broke up. Or like, I'm kind of glad you called. Like, I just could really use like a friend's ear right now. It just kind of like, it morphs into this thing where you just like, I can't be a dick right now, but it's just like, I absolutely cannot give you my focus right now. So that's, are you good about ending a phone conversation when it needs to be ended when you need to end it? Or do you Uh, like, do you try to drop the hints? Like, you know, cause there's a hint where you don't let somebody fully finish their sentence or you just get monosyllabic. Like you're just like, yep. Uh huh. Yep. Yep. yep." Like you're just trying to like give them those cues, like take the social cues over this phone that I got to get off of it. I will pepper them. I'll give them a few body shots with a little, yep. Uh huh. Got it. You know, just boom, 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 (laughs) just right in a row, just rabbit punch them. Uh, but no, I am, I am pretty good at, at cutting people off. It's just funny because Dr. and Mrs. The Commish is, might be the all time worst at doing that. And I'm like, you just got to tell them, like, you just got to get in there and tell them. And she admittedly would say this as well, too. She's like, I I can't. And, I can. I've heard her on the phone trying to get off the phone with people, and I just want to be like, just end the call. Just end the call. Just end it. Just stop. Yeah. So like, hey, you know, I really. And she, she's too nice, and I, I'm not as nice. So I, I'm pretty good at, at ending. I, I don't think I'm end it abruptly or like rudely, but I definitely no. will snatch the conversation a, for sure. Yeah, I think there's a little like I either like to lean into it because it's funny. Like, hey, I can't be on this phone any longer. Like, just like get super <laughs> right. literal because I think it's kind of funny to break the ice. Or like you can just do the, you know, there's just like, hey, like I, I'm not able to give you like my full attention right now, and I want to do that. So like, can I call you back later? Yeah, like, yeah I think yeah, that's kind yeah. of like a good like and honest. It's just like, hey, like right now, I'm not listening to a word you, you say. Like I'm focused that just like I'm staring the at the clock right now. Yeah, yeah, the anxiety like of me trying to get off this phone and wondering where you're going to take a breath. Yep, and that's yeah, not, exactly. Like, each of yeah, a hundred percent. So, um, me, my my number two. Well, how do you score number three, real quick? Uh, number three was you had, oh, something important to talk about. I had no time to shower. You look crazy. Um, I'm going to go, I'll give you the, the W for that third one, just because I'm leaning and I'm kind of cheating and I do have an option to like take that shower and be even more late and you're right behind it. You got to stop it. So yep. give, okay. give that one. Um, my, my number two, this has happened in this, there's no worse feeling. Cause then it's like, I'm super late, but have you ever like you needed to be somewhere at a certain time and you popped in the wrong address or you realize like, oh, I'm going the wrong fucking direction. 
that's so good. I'm so bad at this. Like I'm was, and it took me until like I don't think I admitted to myself like three years ago that I'm just like kind of horrible with directions. Like there, and I know this. Like I'll put yeah. in an address, and I'm just like, you should double check that, or you should confirm that zip code. But I'll just yep. put it in, and I'll just kind of wander. And as I'm getting closer, I'm just like, you never thoroughly check this, did you? You dumb yeah. piece of shit. <laughs> and I just like before I look, I'm just like, I know this is the fucking wrong address. Yeah. You fucking idiot. This is so preventable. Oh, great yeah. call. Yeah, this is I've I've done this a few times where I've had to meet uh, reps out and it's like, oh, wait, it was 1205 Western, you know, West Western Avenue. And you're like, wait a second, I'm on Eastern Avenue. And then you're like, well, it's just a matter of the other side. It's like, oh, no, it's it, it, it might as well be the fucking county that it's in. You're like, wait a second. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is 15 minutes away. I am super late now. And I, cause then it's like, what, how do you talk that away? You're like, well, I was at the, I was at the wrong address. I'm an idiot. I can't, I don't know directions and I, I can't do that. Or it's like, like you, to your point, it's, and I'm not very good with directions either. Dr. Here's the thing. This is why we're yin and yang. Dr. Mrs. is a commission. She's great at directions. Can't get off a phone call to save her life. <laughs> Right, I, but I cannot. I fucking get lost, and she'll she'll all the time be like, and I drive all the time. She'll be like, "Where where are you going?" I'm like, <laughs> "I don't know. I'm just kind of zoned out. I was talking, and I forgot where I'm going. So yeah, <laughs> I'm just trying to swoop back around and get there." Um, but yeah, I have done this, and man, it's the worst feeling when you're like there for a meeting, the clients there, your reps there, and you're strolling in. And I'm like, I'm supposed to be the one in charge. I look like a fucking asshole right now. And it's all preventable. And you're right. Like the more like iPhone we have, the less excuses we have. It's just like yep. you're just like I guys don't make me tap dance for you. I'm a fucking moron, and we all just got to move on with our lives. Like we yep. all know, like don't. Well, how'd you? Yeah, I typed it in wrong. Like whatever I tell you ain't gonna be good. Yep. Yep. Let's get two spot, bro. Um, all right. So I'm gonna give you. I do this all minutes late. So the less minutes late, the better. So yeah. I'm gonna or the higher the score. Yeah. I don't, no one knows what's happened. I'm going to give you like a solid plus 30, uh, 35 minutes late Ooh. on on that address because sometimes, you know, you got to get back in the car. Sometimes you parked and you actually stand in front of the building. Nightmare. You paid oh. for parking. You're calling. Nightmare. You're, you're talking to somebody. I'm here. I'm here <laughs> too. Where are you? Nightmare situation. Yeah, it's more It's more than one person too. So you know it's just like that group of people. They're just like, we found each other. Where are you at, Paul? You're just like, shit. Well, I know I'm in the wrong spot because of yep. all of you found each other. Yep. Oh god. Um, yeah, my, my phone. <laughs> Maybe they're behind like, the building. Could it be possible? <laughs> Are they underneath the building? Is you guys, do you guys have a rooftop seating by chance? Is there any <laughs> grasping at straws here? I'm helping. Uh, yeah. So that one's you, buddy. All right. Uh, Console bracket real fast. I'm not gonna get too deep into this because you know my rule. You know I don't go blue. You know I do not find it funny. But sometimes if you have a bathroom situation when you're already late. That's that's a rough hang. Get the bubble guts in route. (laughs) The way you said in route, we do need a YouTube. Everybody just missed out. He said bubble guts in route. (laughs) Um, Yes, yes, I I've been there. I know that. Um, I uh, well, that's actually what in yeah yeah yeah. That's a good one. That makes me laugh. Um, Yeah, I would say where I live and this could happen anywhere, but like getting caught by a train, like passing through. Have you ever, Ooh, yeah, this, yeah. have you experienced yeah. this? This is a fucking nightmare situation. Cause it's like, 
I'm rolling. It's going to be close. We're tight. We're tight. We're tight. And then the 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 arm of the train draw drops down, and here comes a slow moving fucking you know. Yeah, that's when you start bus. getting. I, I wonder if you go through this like I've been trying to shift my focus, but they're like when you're late, there's some legit like God hates me moments that happen, yes. and it's like that train thing is one of them. Like you, it feels so personal. It feels yeah, just like right. this is for me because God hates my existence. I don't know why you'd create me and then do this to me, but obviously not a fan of Brandana. That's why this train is happening right now. Yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. It's a tough thing. Um, all right, that was your that was your console. That was my console. Yeah, I had another okay. console. Very good. Number one, with a bullet. The phone rings and you know exactly who it is when you're two minutes late. It's the where are you phone call. Like that that little part of your brain that thought maybe you'd slide in there. Like no one would be the wiser if you're like six minutes late. And then like right when you're two, it's just like, you know, there's something on your plate. You know, there's yep. people in there looking for you. You know, you're slowing some shit down when you get the call from the boss. It's just like, where are you at? And then it's like, you don't have any good excuses because you're just it's not big enough late and you didn't call ahead. So it's just obvious you're running behind. That's why another big lesson guys always stay in front of shit. It doesn't yep. get easier after the fact. Like if you know, you're going to be late. Like if you can foresee it like half an hour out, always better call ahead, get ahead of that shit. I'm so happy you said this because this is a thing that I preach to reps all the time. It's like, even if you're going to be two minutes late, what's the big deal? It's two minutes. But guess what? You you might not ever know the person that it matters to, right? Especially if you're just meeting for the first time. Yeah. Maybe you've got a guy that does, has, doesn't even realize what time it is and could care less if you're two minutes late. Or you have the person, like you said, where are you at call, that's standing out there you know, in their parking lot looking for you, right? Yeah. And yeah. that person, now you've just set up that whole meeting, whether it's an interview or what have you. Everyone understands that it's the potential for being late and everyone's been late. So except for that kid from Excelsior, I'm assuming yeah. that kid's never been late. MVP. Sure. MVP. Bah, bah, bah. But, um, but if you just set that call, Hey, I'm running. And I, I always say I overshoot it. Right. If you're three minutes late, say you're going to be five minutes late. I'm running five minutes behind. If you're mm. five minutes late. Say I'm looking at like 10 minutes late and I show up only five minutes late. I'm already garnering a little bit of, you know, Curring a little bit of favor in that moment versus not trying to like, like you said, slide in under the wire. Yeah, here's yeah here's two two gigantic things. Five o two feels like an eternity if I don't know where you're at at five o'clock. Right. You know, but five o two if you're giving me the heads up that you're going to be like three minutes late, then you can stomach it. Like it just feels yep. so long if I don't know where you're at, and then also. You're not doing yourself any favors by being like, I'm going to be seven minutes late when you know you're going to be 15 minutes late. Just for sure. Buy that, yeah, that yeah. fucking bullet. Be honest. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like yeah. Said yep. Man, a lot of life lessons to have. People are going to leave this podcast better people. They they should if they only just listen to us. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> With this podcast being late, that's hilarious. <laughs> i definitely put that in the write-up. Oh, yes, that's right. We're, we're running a little bit behind. Hey, look. MA had a little vacation. What are you gonna do, Love it. audience? Uh, so my, my damn it, you got me on that one. Um, my number one, and this is the in the vein of does God hate me? Right? It's like 
the other commuter commuters, right? Because I drive a lot. So the other commuters that are out there that like just fucking give a wide berth on that yellow light. Just really like, mm. oh, you know what? Better be safe than sorry. I'm going to stop a full three seconds before this yellow light turns red is the most maddening thing in the world. And I know that driver has no idea where I yeah. need to be or what's going on, <laughs> but it's like, yeah. God damn, if I could only hit this light. God, you're so right. It's like you need him to run the yellow light so you can run this red light. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's just like this dumb. Oh, yeah, that's that's great. Especially like, I oh, man, I remember that in Kansas, like, you know, going to school with my parents or whatever. It's just like that sitting there through those like the rotation of the lights, like you get stopped at that one and you know, you know, you had the, the arrows the left first and then the green for the, yep, the other, and yes. then the regular traffic and then your arrows. And then it's just like, you better put on a couple songs you enjoy. You better get on that phone, update somebody. You're about to be six minutes late. Like yep. this is, cause that is absolutely, you're right. Like some of these, it just doesn't matter. Like you can't, you know, you can't, you can't walk faster down a hallway. Like when you're in traffic, like that is right. just, you are right. locked in there. I'm in this. I'm in this fucking this tube, and I just can't. I can't fucking deal it, bro. Deal I gotta. It. I gotta give it to you with this map thing. That map thing hit home for me. Just like wandering to the wrong address. <laughs> I mean, it's <laughs> both so passionate about being on time, doing the right thing, and we both have the same affliction. I'm calling it an affliction. Yes, that's great. Great way to describe it. Um. All right, that's your victory, bro. Um. Let's not be late for Brandon. A gambling corner. Bring us to the jam. real fast I, th- I think next week which will be i think we're gonna start tomorrow on the pod but let's start our nfl futures how, ex- how excited oh, are you yeah so we're getting there we are in we're in july bro yeah we last time it, it caught up, i think last couple of years it kind of caught up on us we're just gonna get ahead no, no, no. this, this last year this year last year we were fucking like oh we're doing two at a time yeah we, we might it, to the audience the year before that they might not have realized that we were scrambling. We we're like, oh shit, we got to do it. And we, I think we hit it right on point. But yeah, this last year right. caught us. But I'm glad you're man the helm. You're like, I yeah. won't be late on, on NFL <laughs> futures. No. Sir. It's too fun. Also, like, makes total sense because we're like, we need fucking content. We can we really. <laughs> yeah. What were we doing last summer? <laughs> what the watching, fuck? Watching White Man Can't Jump all summer yeah. long? What the fuck was going on? Yeah, right. <laughs> we can do something. Um, all right, bro. But today we're doing NBA futures. I will give you the top ten real fast. Uh, starting at the bottom, Denver Nuggets plus sixteen hundred, Dallas Mavericks plus sixteen hundred, Philadelphia seventy sixers plus twelve, eleven uh, LA Lakers plus eleven hundred, Miami Heat plus eleven hundred, Milwaukee Bucks plus six fifty, Golden State Warriors plus six hundred, LA Clippers plus six hundred, Phoenix Suns plus six hundred, and your favorite Boston Celtics plus five fifty. Um, obviously, like all these trades are kind of shaking things up. Like, uh, I think the the Nets were plus like six hundred, maybe plus seven hundred. But obviously, they're uh, a little bit of a nosedive, right? Plus three thousand now, which kind of makes sense. I don't think I don't think you want to touch money with that, unless like for some reason like you thought Kevin Durant like Nets wouldn't trade Kevin Durant and he would stay. Um, 
but even right still, out, not for the not for the chip. Yeah, yeah, exactly for the yeah. There's still be uh, bucks in the in the five seed. Even though like all that's pretty close, you get plus five fifty for the one and plus six fifty at the five. But I don't know. Like, if both teams are healthy, who's the better team, Boston or Milwaukee? Well, I mean that's the thing, right? I mean, I, I would say that was the big, big, big kind of uh, point of contention in that. Uh, yeah. Celtics series is that uh, Chris Middleton was out that whole series. Like that's a different series, I think. I'm just trying to think about who they, you know, they bring back Bobby Portis. They signed Joe Ingles, right? Um, I'm trying to think of who they got in their draft here. I don't know if they drafted anybody, so yeah, I mean, they're they're basically by and large back so i mean i i don't see the deviation by you know why they're fifth versus uh you know plus they got the marjan bochamp from g league they drafted them in late round nice yeah. little athletic kid 20 might might bring something off the bench there yeah although the malcolm brogdon trade for the Celts is a very good trade very underrated uh and they basically gave up nothing for him so that's true yeah so so that's an that's another X factor. I mean, right yeah, there. even if you could say like if he chops down what like removes like four turnovers a game, three turnovers a game, like that's yeah. still like, you know, that adds up to point somewhere. How's his defensive presence? Malcolm Brogdon, great. Yeah. He's an excellent defender. And right, that's the thing is, is now with them switching everything, he's like his biggest issue is is can he stay healthy and stay on the court? That's his big issue. So, you know, uh yeah, man. That's a that's a great point. Maybe I have to still give the slight edge to the the Celtics. Who was actually who did you say between the Clippers and the Bucks? I missed that. Uh, Clippers and Bucks, Golden State Warriors. Oh, okay. And that was Plus at six hundred. That seems about right. The the, the clip, yeah, that does seem. The Clippers seem way too high for me. With, yeah, with I John think Wall. like to me, it's just like it must be one of those public team things. I mean, it yeah. feels like everybody likes. Quiet Leonard a lot. Uh, everyone's been kind of waiting for you know the the Clippers to really like give us that like that Clippers year that they've been building to, which it doesn't feel like we've seen yet. So it, I mean, it does have the air of just like you know I I count it to like what was it like that two thousand like fifteen like Philadelphia Eagles team or something like this team that just has like this swagger that really hasn't done anything yet. And right. still, you remember like they were doing all that load management shit, and it's just like oh just saving it for the playoffs. It's just like the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like, you even earn earn that right to say for the playoffs, or at least like say it out loud. Like, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously they got they got uh, John Wall on a on a super discount, so there's that. But we haven't really seen much of John Wall either. So it is. I think you're right. I think it's a great like public team to sit there and be like, well, they've got these three stars, so. Yeah, we got to we got to bump them up there because somebody's going to sit there. Some Clippers fan, sorry Tom, is going to sit there and drop a couple hundred bucks on them just because, you know, they got John Wall. You know what I like? I like I think I like the idea because these, you know, it doesn't feel like we have like a head and shoulders favorite, which we can get sometimes at like a you know around a plus three hundred area, like the Phoenix Suns at plus six hundred and the Bucks at plus six fifty. I think I'd like to bet both of these teams heavy. Maybe they both make it to the championship, and I'm hedged and I'm covered. Right. But even if one does, I feel like, you know, Phoenix is going to go in as a one or two seed. Like Milwaukee is going to go in as one or two seed. Right. And then those those odds are going to 
cut in half. You make a lot of sense with Phoenix, especially this low, especially if you can get it pre-assumptively Kevin Durant signing yeah. there or being traded there. Yeah. So, you know, that's going to – if he goes there, I mean, that's going to jump to like 250 somewhere in there, right? 300 yeah, maybe, somewhere yeah, in there? Yeah, a little, little higher, yeah. Probably. Yeah. You think even higher than that? 350? Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah. So – but still, I mean, you're getting better. You're getting great odds there. And I like your idea of like, all right, let's take a potential one seed and the East. The Bucks aren't like the, there's no major shakeup. We know Giannis is going to come back more Giannis than ever. Like, I don't see any subtractions from their team. They're pretty much, you know, the same team by and large. Yeah. They went toe to toe with Boston, who who came out of it, who we know, you know, we thought would have also held up against the, the heat if they were there. So I, I, I like that. The only wrinkle on that is, is if KD goes to the Heat, then you know it kind of throws that in a bit of a tizzy. But yeah, that would at least yeah, it would make the. You're right. Then I have a Suns team I'm not excited about with a possible right. you know like Clippers over there, and then it also just makes the fucking East like I mean a buzzsaw to get through. It already, it already kind of felt like that this year, but I mean like next year with you know some of the uh, Memphis is in the East, right? Uh, West. They're in the West. West. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah, so that would be there. But, so yeah, I mean, I would I would look for like a like a Mavs, you know, just to throw a flyer out. If you've got a hundred dollars just to to waste, like why not? Why not throw Mavs? Mavs, Mavs would be Mavs would be so fun. Yeah, exactly. But I do I think that's a smart move with like Suns and Bucks. Just like all right, we know these are going to be two top teams in these divisions. We know there's a deal for the Suns out there somewhere. Maybe not even KD related, but I think that that's what they're leaning to. They got to get rid of DeAndre Ayton. Ultimately, their core is there still, so I, I, I like that deal. Or you know, I mean, but it, but if you're getting the same amount of money for the Suns, you're really just betting on the bump on KD versus the Warriors, right? Because the Warriors are the same play, and why wouldn't you roll them them back? Yeah, exactly. And yeah, the Warriors would be interesting. Like you see, like how big is draymond's like slow decline gonna be canceled out by like you know pool like looney like all these other guys that still seem like they're taking steps forward yep they brought they brought looney back kuminga another rookie that they really liked maybe weissman starts to come to fruition a little bit so that's an interesting one so yeah clay and clay thompson you know like how much was he back this year like do we see him kind of get back to true form maybe not like all the way up there but at least more a little bit more consistent than he was this year yeah but you know he's a he's you know he's a, he's a you know above average he might not be an all-star anymore but you know he's a you know a, a above average slightly above average basketball player so it's like and he knows how to play the game so and he's a great shooter and you know as long as the shooting doesn't fall off completely then uh he's still a decent player so man it's a tough yeah, think, one yep i think the suns is the bet i mean you're looking right now it's it's minus money for Kevin Durant to go there, so it's the favorite. Uh, I got a picture that just with the whole kerfuffle that the Nets are going through, that they're going to move Durant, and this looks like it makes the most sense, so it'll prove the odds. So you're just, you, you know, you're getting a little bit of money in there beforehand. Yeah, I like it. So, um, all right, guys, jumping to all right. You got an email for us? Anything you want us to tackle? MAB Sports Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, guys. We're going to hit our MVPs of the week real fast. I'm giving my, you know what? 
I thought, like, I wanted to give it to Baz Luhrmann because I saw that Elvis movie. I really liked it. I thought it was going to be way too long. There's a little Brandana movie review. Okay. Liked a lot. You don't need to go see it, bro, because I think you get out to the movie's limited amount of time. So I'm not yeah. asking you to do this two hour, 45 minute Ooh. Elvis number. Yeah. That's, that's a long, that's a lot of Elvis. That's a, <laughs> a lot of Elvis. I like it. Um, but I'm actually, I'm going to give my MVP to Ryan Lochte. Um, Ryan Lochte? Of, yeah. Did a lot of douchey things. Um, I just want to go like someone doesn't need to be defined by the one big douchey headline that they did. I mean, yeah, that thing at Rio got dismissed of the charges, but he is um, all his medals that he won that aren't gold. He is auctioning those off and the money's going to charity. Like when he goes really? straight to charity. Yeah. yeah. Good for him. So I saw that little headline. I was just like, you know what? Like sometimes we don't need to define someone by like one moment in their life. So I was just like, maybe a little shout out to this guy that rubbed everybody the wrong way and should have but doing like something decent donate money to kids give his medals he was just like the metal sit back there collect dust might as well you know waste a little money for a good cause awesome yeah go. good for him yeah, look look at, look at ryan lochte there you go look at that. um i'm gonna go uh mvps uh from the nba draft i don't know really did a recap but the pistons got jay nivey uh, who mm, yeah. is got a lot of ties to Detroit. So. Mom played for the WNBA Shock. Uh, grandfather played football for the Lions. Dad played uh, high school in Detroit Country Day, as well as a little cup of coffee with the Lions as well, too. Uh, so Jay Nivey comes to the Pistons, very excited about, about that. And also Jalen Duran, uh, young center, very excited about the Pistons. Uh, I'm not going to make any promises about Pistons doing anything this next year is it like it did last year but very excited about this pistons team very excited, excited bro yeah exactly excited Urgh. yeah Urgh. That, that is a real hot take right <laughs> there <laughs> love it guys it may be sports podcast episode 225 thanks for listening i am brandon i want you to sign yourself off most awesome hey and then uh be in that uh elvis movie did they sing heartbreak mad tell Runway, style, fame, she likes fashion.